What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Skyward Cast. I am Joey, here with my co-host, Delvin Cox. Usually, I would do like a hip-hop intro and stuff like that, but it doesn't feel appropriate based on the news that we got today, so I'm just going to say, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen, and thank you for one of the most memorable guitar riffs in any song ever. And if you know the song, everybody should know the song. It's, did you ever hear the story about Beat It, Joey? No, no, I didn't. Okay. Have you heard the song Beat It before by Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, that song, the guitarist in that song is Eddie Van Halen. Did you know that? No. Do you know why why you probably didn't know that? I surely do not. <laughs> Because he originally did not want to be credited on the song because he thought the song was going to flop. Oh, dang, that's disrespectful. <laughs> it, it wasn't disrespectful. You got to think about it like this. This is not, this is Michael Jackson, Thriller, thriller Michael Jackson, which is still big, but this is before, this is like, you know, Off the Wall was a big album, but it wasn't Thriller. Thriller's kind of the one that really set him off to the stratosphere. So when people first, when, like when Eddie Van Halen first heard this song, he kind of did it as a favor to um, what is his name, Quincy Jones, to be yeah. on the record. And when he when he did it, he didn't think people was gonna catch on to it. But that da na 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 that's him, and that whole solo is him, and it that song is iconic. And I, I think it, even in later years, I remember him. I remember him like I think he performed that song Michael Jackson at a couple points in time in history. But yeah, that's Eddie Van Halen. So if you don't know Eddie Van Halen, because I know a lot of our listeners are probably hip-hop fans and stuff like that. They don't know the legendary group Van Halen for what it is, which is crazy to think of. But that is actually the thing. There's a lot of people who don't know who Van Halen is. You would know him from that Michael Jackson beat it song playing that guitar riff, which was amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that was him. Um, see, I've, I've heard the name uh van halen like you know a million times over the years but i never actually heard any of their music um so oh that's great an music. interesting fact to know great music great incredible music like if you like i guess you call it rock it's great i want to say it's kind of like keep for example you ever heard the song jump by who that's van halen no, I jump. said jump, jump by who? What do you mean jump by who? It's Van Halen. The song is called Jump. Oh, I th- you just said, have you ever heard the song Jump? I'm like, yeah. okay, are you talking I, about a song that had a sample? or No, uh, the, the song is literally called Jump, and it's by Van Halen. And okay. In the beginning of the song, it was the thing I was humming. It's iconic. Like People know that song just from that part alone. It's a great song. But Van Halen is like one of those legendary rock groups that I think People will be singing their songs from generation and generation on down the line. It's a great group. And I, Eddie Van Halen was kind of known as one of the greatest guitarists of our time. So it's sad to see him go. I think he was like 60-something. Yeah, they say he was 65. Yeah. It sucks because 2020 has been a crazy year if, if you are a fan of anybody for that matter. We've had so many celebrity deaths and a who's who of celebrity deaths and, and, and that, this just kind of adds on to it. Yeah, that is that is wild, man. 
I mean, rest in peace to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. Um, celebrate him by listening to his music. I, they've always seen musicians live on forever as long as people are still bopping their music. So just do that. And I like Van Halen. Van Halen's a great group. Yeah, I'll have to give them a give them a chance. You know, I, I'm not I haven't been super heavy into classic rock. I mean, more like classic soft rock, you know, like 80s stuff. I, I like a little bit of that, but, you know, not even that too much for that. But uh, I have to give it a chance. Check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. All right. Do we have any other topics that you want to bring to the table? You want to talk about the fuckery that President Trump did? <laughs> we could just jump into that, man. That's all good. I'm like, well, okay, well, at first I was going to talk about Multiverse of Madness and it's in the story with that because, you know, we're talking about all the different people that might come to that. But then it's like, is that appropriate? Like after you start going into a rest in peace and a history of, I mean, it would be well, a topic. Well, well <laughs> all things considering, <laughs> the Trump thing kind of, uh, you can kind of make a correlation with rest in peace and Trump at this point. Because that is a wild situation. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this thing. Have you been following all of this? I've seen, um, you're talking about just him getting coronavirus and then coming out and trying to play it off, right? Yeah, the, 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 no, the whole turn of events that's occurred with this whole situation. Nah, In terms of, okay, let me try to break down the whole thing. <laughs> let me try to break down the timeline as much as I know. Okay. I think that was a Friday night, if I remember correctly, right? Correct? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you what I know, what I remember so far. Friday night, the Melania Trump tape, one of part of the Melania Trump, Trump tape leaked out. Did you hear about this? Nah, this this sounds like a bunch of gossip stuff. I don't No, this This isn't gossip. This is actual stuff that happened. This is like, this was on CNN. Yeah, but right. look, I'm just saying in general, I don't really stay tuned in to all the bull crap that goes around there. It's, that's too much nonsense. Well, it's well, we finna, type, type trash. Look, we're going to get into it because this is a doozy. This is a doozy of events, right? All right. Okay, early, matter of fact, I remember, if I remember correctly, i get the timeline correct. Earlier that day, the White House's um, correspondent, I forgot what her name is, Kayla something, they, they announced that she had COVID. Mm-hmm. She had to be in isolation stuff. Nothing else was said after that. It was just talk, like, you know, they're talking about that. Oh, she had COVID. So they kind of dropped it. Later on that night, CNN aired a tape that they'd gotten about Melania Trump talking to her best friend at the time about Christmas, like saying disparaging Mark about Christians, Christmas, not Christians, and saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff about not caring about the kids and cages and stuff and that, that in detention really? centers and stuff. Yeah, it was, it's like a, it was really bad. Dang, you need to it, link me to that. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, and and apparently there were more tapes of her saying other things. Like, but after that news dropped later on that night, I want to say and that thing happened. I see that thing happened like at ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Somehow overnight, the White House announced. Well, Trump announced, I think Trump and I think it came off of Trump's account, announced that him and Melania had COVID. So now you follow like along. 
that's just a coincidence, huh? Yeah. So that's why people are kind of like, does he really have COVID or does he not have COVID? So he, and then in that, in this span of time, he did a video saying, yeah, I have COVID. I'm going to go out and get, I'm going to go to the, um, I feel fine. Melania feels fine. I'm going to go out and probably go to the hospital and get checked out. Right. So he goes to the hospital. There are conflicting reports from the hospital that hey, he's really sick. And then they're like, oh, he's really not that. He's not having that many symptoms and stuff. And so then another video comes out of him sitting at a White House table. Looks like he's signing some kind of order or somebody. He's not really doing any work. But it was made to believe that like, like the Trump president is working while he has COVID. And in the video, they're editing out his coughs. <laughs> so that's yeah. So you can you can find this on it. This is like all all these things are things you can find in there if you just type it up. It's not like hard to search. So this mess, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So old freaking. It's a circus, man. Yes, it's always and, been, but now it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and the fact that they were like, oh, he's in the hospital doing this work, and, and you can see that he's clearly not in the hospital. It's like a state. It's like stage to set up. Like, hey. He's going to the hospital. Let's do all this. This essentially, essentially looks like they said, let's set up all this stuff and do this stuff before he goes to the hospital. So Trump's supposedly in the hospital. They they're saying that at some point they were saying, like, yeah, he was he's not doing too good. He's starting to really feel the effects of it, moderate effects of COVID. He's not like they weren't saying like he was dying or nothing like that. But they were just saying that um, yeah, he's starting to feel the effects of COVID and stuff. Then the White House put out this thing where they're basically saying that, hey, even though Trump's in COVID, has COVID, we're going to do this whole big plan to roll out. I forgot what it was called. It was something like the, the Trump initiative and stuff like that. Some shit like that, like a fake-ass Avengers initiative, where we're going to just campaign like crazy for Trump while he's in the hospital. So they, they put out that press release and stuff like that. Then, to add to it, you follow along so far, right? Because this is a doozy still. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then to add to it, while he had COVID, because like, you know, COVID doesn't go away in one day, mm-hmm. he decides to take, to the, I guess, the White House SUV. He has Secret Service drive him around the hospital so he can wave at the ongoers outside who, who had like supporting Trump signs up. Yeah. Did you see that? Nah, man, most of this stuff I haven't seen, you know, in the White House. It's, I told you, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's like yeah. watching TMZ. <laughs> yeah, so, so he was in the back of his SUV waving at all the fans and all of this stuff. They drove him back in the hospital. And a doc, one of the doctors came out and said, hey, that was incredibly irresponsible because those vehicles are airtight. So even if you're wearing a mask, you can possibly contaminate your secret service mm-hmm. then it kind of like another video comes out I don't know if it came out at the same time but it came out him saying like you know COVID's a real thing and you gotta be take care of yourself he's taking care of yourself but he's gonna pull through it okay it was a fine video then another video came out hey I'm feeling all better now I'm gonna come home they can do all the testing from, from the White House I'm going back to the White House I'm going back to work this is over with and essentially, he checked himself out of the white out out of the hospital and went home. 
Now, if that isn't troubling, after the fact that, now this other another layer to it, did you see, well, you didn't see it because you said you didn't see none of this stuff. No, no, no. But, I, uh, did, I saw some of it. I, think the, I heard about the announcement that he had COVID, and then after that, I, I didn't really check too much into it. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's that's unfortunate, whatever. You know? Um, and then after that, I, I ended up seeing this video of him, like, I think he was waiting to get into a helicopter or something like that. He looked like he was huffing and puffing, trying to hold himself together. That's all. I, that's just about as much as I saw. Yes. And then before, I think it was around the time he got out of the hospital, or like it was like a, it was a day ago at this time, he sent out a Kanye West ridiculous amount of tweets, all capitalized, saying all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going I'm to just read some of them off. Law and order. Vote. I'm yelling at you because that's how it's, it's all capitalized with exclamation points. Religious liberty. Vote. Biggest tax cuts ever. Another one coming. Vote. 401k. Vote. Best VA ever. 91% approval rating. Vote. Space Force. Vote. Massive regulation cuts. Vote. Pro-life. Vote. And these were all sent back to back from his account. It's just insane. I don't Hey, it's it's Trump, man. This is, <laughs> and then at the, at the end of this, I think this came out today. He did the propaganda video that had this weird like Avengers music that shows the helicopter flying in the sky, it landing. Then he hops out and it's like, oh yeah, Trump's back in. It's like it's a whole ad that's just say, hey, Trump's back in the White House now. Be excited. It's insane. The arrogance, the stupidity of this that this president does. I mean and, and that's not even all of it. In this way, like from the beginning. I've nothing he does uh, surprises me because it's Donald Trump. You know? Like this is yeah. very this is his character. And that's not even all of it. I don't I don't think I even touched all the things that happened. Like You've seen that a lot of the people who are in the, a part of his cabinet and like senators and stuff are getting COVID now because of this whole situation. I saw that um that thing with uh, what's her name Conway. Yeah, Kellyanne uh, Conway has it. Yeah, a lot of her. senators had it, but you know this this all the and all these cases of COVID apparently came from they they had like this little banquet inside of the White House to kind of introduce the people to the lady there trying to put it to the Supreme Court. And apparently everybody was there, didn't have masks on. So a bunch of government officials now have COVID. Hey, guess it is what it is. And to add to that, people, another problem that happened, and this is important. People are speculating, and rightfully so, that the debate Trump may have had COVID. And none of his people took COVID tests before the debate. They came late and they didn't take COVID tests and none of them wore masks and refused to wear masks during the debate. Well, yeah, that's why they had um, they had Joe Biden and his his uh, what was his wife. They um, they took the testing and they said it came out negative. So they were good. Yes. But the I can't remember the guy's name, the guy who who moderated the debate. Yeah. He was livid because he was like, yo, I could have got COVID because of you. 
Because, you know, Trump came towards him at the end of the debate. And yeah, he, but Trump didn't have a mask on. Knowing how he is and his, his stance on masks and all that crap, they should have taken care of that that situation a lot better anyway. I understand they want to, you know, they want to keep it traditional and not have everybody masked up and all that. But, like, hey, look, you got to do what you got to do. Times are different. And he doesn't care. So you got to do what you got to do. Well, the rules of the debate, from what I understand, were that everybody was supposed to get tested before the debate, and people in the audience were supposed to wear masks. They had an audience? Yeah, there was an audience there. Why would they? That alone is, is stupid. It wasn't like studio audience type people. It was people like, essentially, it was um, White House officials, like who, people who came with Trump, like his family members and stuff like that, and Joe Biden's officials and family members and stuff like that. It wasn't like... That's still too many people packed into an area. Uh, yeah, we still it was. Have done that. All of that is stupid. So, hey, they set themselves up for all that. Yeah. People want to chill and act like, hey, it's just it's normal times. Then, well, hey, you open yourself up to all the possibilities. So, best of luck to them all. But, yeah, I I don't feel too much uh, about any of this mess. It's just like this is this is expected. It's all a joke, and then it's hard to know what's real and what's fake. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you could be every everything that comes out. It feels like you could be playing into somebody's game. You know? So it's like I I kind of back away from it all and just kind of say it is what it is. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I just want to give you the heads up on everything that was going on. You have any other things to say about it? Because I have another topic I want to talk about that's kind of concerns this, but it's not necessarily concerns this. Um, no, nah, I have nothing to say about that. I mean, hey. Uh, well, I'll tell you another topic, another <laughs> yeah, small thing. Ahead. I wanted to ask you, are you going to vote, Joey? Not trying to put you on the spot. Am I going to vote? Uh, yeah. Yes. Most I have. There shouldn't be a reason why I shouldn't vote. Um, I have vote. voted today. I voted today. Not I have voted today. I voted today. My ballot officially went off today. My vote is in. Cool, man. How was that experience? It was nerve-wracking. Not because I don't know how to fill out the ballot and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but because it feels like this election is so more important, and I didn't want any excuse for them to try to invalidate my ballot. So I was like double checking it, making sure everything was put in right. I double checked my grandma's all, make sure she put everything she needed to put in correctly uh-huh. in terms of filling it out properly. Not like, hey, vote for, I let her vote for she, who she wanted to vote for, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's because like earlier this, I want to say two weeks ago, one of my friends, his name's Chris Carthorne. He doesn't stay in the, in the country. And he had went through such a mission to vote in this election, it felt like it was almost a system of events trying to stop him from voting. So with me knowing that they're trying to invalidate ballots, especially mail-in ballots any way they can, I want to make sure that mine's was 100% accurately filled out and yeah. make sure my grandmother's on in her accelerated age is 100% and accurately filled out because I don't want them to take steal this election from us. And when it comes to Florida, that is a common thing where you see, we've seen stories in Florida of 
ballots not getting put in, like people have found ballots still in the post office well after the election's been over with. Mm-hmm. Ballots have been thrown away. Like they voter suppression in South Florida is a real thing. And they've done it quite often. Like even when um the last election, not the general election, the one where we elect, elected our governor, um DeSanto, when he got, got in office. That vote, that race was so close between him and um, what is his name? Andrew Andrew Gillum. It was so close. Like Gillum lost by like maybe a less than a hundred thousand votes, something like that. It was so, so close. But you were seeing reports on the news everywhere about ballots not being cast in, and they were all in inner city areas, like post offices, schools, still having ballots there that just wasn't taken to the to the vote off. None of these ballots were counted. So when you know, when situations like that happen, I always wonder why people don't people don't protest. Like if if it's been discovered that a whole bunch of of ballots haven't actually been turned in, someone tried to sabotage, then you demand some sort of recount as as you know, as the you are the, t- the public. Like do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you why it doesn't happen in South Florida. Because usually in South Florida, when it happens, when voter fraud and things like that happen, it happens to the inner city, it happens to the minorities, it happens to those Democrats. And Florida's a Republican state. So they don't care if the Democrats get screwed out of, out of a, a con- congressional seat. Uh, you but, start, look, you, you start protesting, you start, you know, adding some consequences not talking about going out and burning things down. No, no, no property damage. I'm just saying there's other, look, you can, you can make it so they, they have to listen. I mean, that's the, it's the main purpose of, of protesting, but you know, you got to actually do it. Like did anyone at all? No, not really. It doesn't really happen. Like, and I think part of that is because for the most part, where I live at Miami-Dade County is run by Democrats. So it almost feels like as long as Miami-Dade County stays Democratic, the people who would complain about it don't complain. You know what I'm saying? Like as long as the mayor and the people in your communities that you live in are Democrats, they don't really, comp- they don't really complain about it because it's just like, oh, people I voted for won. But the people that you voted for in Miami-Dade County were always going to win because most of the people in Miami, who live in Miami-Dade County are Democrats. Mm-hmm. They, they, they vote for Democrats. So it's outside of Miami-Dade County where it's the problem. It's like when you, it's on a grand scheme of things where you're voting for something like bigger, like a governor, that those votes start counting. Because you're now, you're counting all the counties, you're counting all of Florida. So if you're taking out votes that would have normally been for Democrats. Like, like Andrew Gillum was very close to winning Florida, becoming the governor of Florida. And that does not happen with Democrats ever in Florida. It's been a Republican senator, Republican governor for as long as I can remember. And the fact that he got so close to winning is huge. And it's going to even be more huge in Florida because if I'm correct, this is going to be, no, I am correct. This is the first year where felons had their voter right, voting rights restored in Florida. So they can vote in this election. That's a big deal. 
a really big deal. And that can turn the tide. Mm-hmm. That's something that can really turn the tide, especially when you add the fact that, not to get into Florida politics, but DeSantos was trying to stop that from being a thing. Like, he tried to put in every type of barrier he could to stop these fellas from voting. Like, one of the things he tried to do was say, oh, well, even though the Floridians voted for fellas that would get their voting rights restored, he tried to throw in a, a, a caveat, a memorandum, say, yeah, they can vote, but as long as they're essentially their, their debt, like whatever debt you got when you're in prison has to be paid off completely. That's that's ridiculous, especially with uh, with how many barriers uh, it seems like our society puts in place for people to actually be able to get their life together after prison. It's it's not like that's the easiest thing in the world. And of course, that's the mission, right? It's like create all these barriers. So it's like we have more of an advantage. That's this this country is just all kinds of messed up. And, and I know this is more this is local government, but that's a problem everywhere. Rehabilitation, that needs to be more of a focus as uh, for the country as a whole. Um, you know, people shouldn't shouldn't feel like turning their life around. There's no benefit to it because they're still being there's all these barriers put in the way, which just creates a higher likelihood that they'll continue to do what they did that got them in prison in the first place. But anyway, yeah, I agree. That's a whole different topic, man. It's yeah. What's your topic? Cause we've talked for 40 minutes about my topics. Let's get some of your stuff. Something that you want to bring up. 40 minutes. Yeah. It's been like no, 40 st- minutes. No, we started about like almost three ten, So about 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Okay. Still close though. Um, now the only thing I really wanted to talk about was, well, I was going to break off after you did your rap verse, but I didn't know you weren't going to do the rap verse on this episode because you like to do <laughs> things kind of a in a surprise way, which is fine. Um, didn't feel I, right, honestly. I'd have felt bad, but like, hey, let me spit a bar. Oh, yeah, rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen, one of the greatest musicians <laughs> that ever existed. It's That is a great... I don't know. That would have been a great point. You're talking about music. You're already rapping. It's like, speaking of music, I don't know. Maybe you could have done something. Then did an artist that was related. Maybe someone they featured with or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What I should have did was I should have grabbed a guitar and started playing like some chords and beat it. You really play guitar? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) So multiverse of madness. That's what I was talking about. Oh, the the show that is just making up shit for now. <laughs> I I like the concept of it. I like the idea, but I it's almost laughable that they are making this show essentially what DC fans. It's not a knock on DC fans at all. Are making Flashpoint out to be. You understand the parallel what I'm saying that? No, nah, yeah, because it basically means it's, it's like they're throwing everything at it and just seeing what'll stick right now. Because uh, it's... It's a very I, similar parallel, by the way. Go ahead. It's a very similar parallel because all DC fans are saying, and DC's kind of corroborating this too, by the way, so it's not just DC fans making up shit. Mm-hmm. All DC fans are saying like, oh, Flashpoint's going to fix everything. They're going to have all the Batmans in it. It's going to have all the Superbads in it. 
it's gonna have like and Flashpoint is gonna be kind of like a love letter to all DC stuff by having all these past Batmans and I think at one point they were saying that um what are they from Catwoman? Michelle Fife is gonna come back to play Catwoman and they're just saying that all these things are gonna happen on Flashpoint. Like Flashpoint can only be so long of a movie. Like you can't just like bring in all the Batmans, all the Supermans and fix everything in the DC universe with just one movie. And it's kind of like the same thing's kind of being said about this um, Doctor Strange movie. They're kind of saying, they also said about WandaVision. They're essentially saying that WandaVision and Doctor Strange is going to break the MCU and cause it so the X-Men can be introduced and it's also going to introduce the Spider-Verse and bring back past versions of, alternate versions of Spider-Man, including like um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Like, that's See, my, go ahead and say talk, George. I was just gonna say my thing is it feels like, I mean, okay, so when they were talking about the multiverse thing, when it comes to uh, the Flash movie, it's like fine, okay, like they actually did this story before, so it, it feels like the foundation has already been laid for this. But I don't know when it comes to uh, when it comes to Doctor Strange. I mean, was this? Is this an original story or is this based on anything like out of the comics? Because it seems like they're just trying to compete with DC it's, and they're just it's based on something. At it. It's based on um the House of M story, if I'm correct. It's um a story about um what is the name? Scarlet Witch. And essentially how she creates her own universe and it kind of causes weird multiverse in Marvel. Because Scarlet Witch is by far comics-wise, like, the strongest one of the strongest characters in the Marvel Universe. Like, she can create alternate realities. She can warp things. She can bring the dead back to life. She is incredibly powerful. So, WandaVision is kind of... WandaVision, the show, is supposed to show that. And Doctor Strange is also supposed to kind of delve into that as well. Now, how far they go into it, like everybody's making all these conspiracy theories. They're thinking that whatever happens in WandaVision and Doctor Strange is going to cause the Sony universe, not the Sony universe, the Fox universe and the Marvel universe to kind of combine and make it one universe. I don't know if I want any of that. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think people are just having wishful thinking. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. It seems like they might be trying so hard to once again pull what they did with when it came to uh civil war uh in response to batman versus superman um that they might do a little too much and it might be turn out to be a chaotic mess just throwing everything from everywhere and the story it might look cool because it's like all these different characters that we've been seeing for the last 20 years or something might all show up on scene but it feels like there's a great potential for the story to get lost. And I agree. I don't, I don't really want that. I just kind of, when it, when they started out and they said, okay, this character might show up, this character might, all right, that's cool. But if you just have so many that you don't really have enough time to explain everything, then it's just, it's garbage, you know? So Also, to add to the speculation, Marvel just um, announced that they not just announced, they announced before the last time we recorded that they have essentially I'm about to say booked. They have 
gotten the actor to play Kane the Conqueror. Have you saw that? No. Do you know who Kane the Conqueror is? No, I do not. What uh, what story are they in? Okay, Kane the Conqueror is usually a Fantastic Four slash Avengers villain. Oh, okay. but, what, but what makes him interesting is that he is, I want to say, not not the ancestor. I guess you say not ancestor. Is it all ancestor or these are descendant of Reed Richards? Got you. Okay. So theoretically speaking, if you have Kane the Conqueror, you have to have Reed Richards. And people kind of is excited about this because Kane the Conqueror is a time traveler. And hey. he can, and that kind of plays into the whole one division thing as well. And also, the person who they got to play Kane the Conqueror is a black person. Oh, it's another um, race swap? Uh, I guess you could say that, yeah, because Kang is, um, he, in, in like the comic books, he's blue. But since he's Reed Richards' descendant, obviously he's a white person. He's mm-hmm. Anglo Saxon. I can't remember that name who's playing him. But since if we know that Kane and Crawford will be played by a black person, that obviously tells us that okay, I got the name. Jonathan Majors is gonna play play Kane the Conqueror, and he's gonna be in the next Ant-Man movie. Unless they don't jack the whole story up, because you know they might just oh well, this person was his adopted son. <laughs> yeah. But you know uh you know who Jonathan Majors is, right? No. You ever see Love Calf Country? Mm, no, I haven't checked that out. Okay, he's the main character in Lovecraft Country. I kind of so, remember seeing his face. That's why uh, I said it. I figured you've probably seen his face once or twice. But he's going to play Kane the Conqueror. So, therefore, if Kane the Conqueror is a black person, it's only safe to assume that Reed Richards is going to be black. Oh, unless, they do be. The, unless they do the whole thing where it's kind of like Thanos where... Yeah, Thanos, Thanos, Thanos technically speaking could be anybody because Thanos is an alien. That's why Josh Brolin plays Thanos. You're not using Josh Brolin's face and skin. Yeah. So I think you could kind of do the same thing with Kane the Conqueror where, yeah, Kane the Conqueror is, he's blue. He's a blue, he's blue. He's not black. He's blue. So yeah, theoretically, do that. So theoretically speaking, Jonathan Major could just be playing the voice and the, the body double. He could still be, play, Reed Richards could still theoretically be a white person. Oh, that is true. I wonder how people would feel about that. Because remember, there was a whole bunch of controversy a couple of years ago about a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, people of color, you know, playing actors, uh, not actors, playing characters that um, were basically masked. You know what I'm saying? They were animated even when they did get into these movies. So people were hyped to see that they got a role. And then it turns out like... Uh, uh, what was the chick that played uh, Nakia in Black Panther? I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name either. Dang, she uh, was that. She played that one character um, in uh, with the glasses in Star Wars and the the last Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, I know. What is her name? Damn it, Lupita. Um, yes, yes. There we go. And people were so hyped about that until you know it's like, oh, she's you can't even see her. 
You know, <laughs> you can't tell who that is. So, and it was like that that happened a couple other times, and so that kind of seemed like a unfortunate trend um, when you're trying to see more representation. But I mean, it's technically still is representation, but it's like hidden. You know, kind of like those um, those movies like uh, Princess and the Frog, where it's like it's a black princess, but she's a frog ninety percent of the movie. Yeah. That's a whole other talk for another day. Cause when I think about <laughs> that, is. that's a whole rabbit hole that I don't even want to get want to get down there. Cause when you said that, the first thing I thought of was um Uncharted Four and the the, the Nadine um problem. Did you do you remember that? Sorry about my notification. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't hear about that. You played? Did you play Uncharted Four? No, I didn't. So no spoilers. But oh, okay. One of the main villains in Uncharted 4, and she's in Lost Legacy for that matter. Mm-hmm. Her name's Nadine. Her yeah. character is a black woman. Oh. But she's voiced by a white woman. I didn't know that. Yeah. And people kind of got a little uproar about it. And not a dog to their credit stuck by their guns. They're like, no, if we picked the even though Nadine is black, we felt that this person was the best person to do the voice of this character. I mean, how are they the best and they're not black? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The best, the best person would have been a high quality black voice actress, you know? So it's like, we thought the best person to play this black person was a white person. Like, how does that sound? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's it was a big thing. Laura Bailey. That's who played Nadine. Really? Yeah. That's unfortunate because she's a she is a really good voice actress. She played uh, one of my favorite characters in the Infamous series, uh, Fetch. Yeah, she's a great voice actress, but it's... but still, yeah, I get what you're saying. Definitely, that's bullcrap to say that the best one. So that means you didn't try very hard. Yeah, I'm gonna send you an article talking about it so you can keep you up to date. So maybe that'll be homework for the next episode we do. That would be a good episode. Black representation when it comes to voice acting in video games and in and just, just animated uh, content, period. Yeah, because that's been a thing. Shoot, that's a whole topic. That's a big topic because that's been a thing as of lately because a lot of voice actors have quit their jobs because of they were playing characters. They were playing black characters, but they weren't black and they were trying to portray a black experience that wasn't realistic. Oh, yeah. Oh. Cleveland. Cle- Cleveland's only one of them. There were multiple characters that, that this happened to. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. That's a topic for another day. I know you gotta you gotta hit the road in a second. But, yeah. uh... I like doing these shorter Skywalk casts. Yeah, it's nice. It's much easier to edit, too. <laughs> yeah, I like I like it because not to, get, not to clown you for a minute, but I know it will get put out because I know it's just easy for you to edit. I know it'll get put out. And I know you won't have to worry about the stresses of going through editing and stuff like that. So I enjoy uh, us being more consistent with it. It just couldn't couldn't end on a good note, could it? No, that, no, I, I, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I'm saying this because this because is, Joey's lazy and doesn't no, want to edit, that, so this is that is no. not that is not the point at all. That's not the case at all. I'm messing let me, with let, you. Let, I'm let me not put you. that in people's head at all right now. The fact is, Joey is a perfectionist sometimes. 
and sometimes when he'll get so wrapped up into trying to edit a podcast or edit an episode, it won't come out till two or three weeks later. And it's great that he like that, but people want to hear the Skyward cast. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it takes away from, and him being like that takes away from us recording. I think that's kind of why we've been more consistent as of late because shorter episode, Joey doesn't have to spend so much time editing. Episode comes out faster. We can record again faster. And, Joey, and the other cool thing is Joey's energized to record. Like, I almost forgot the time we recorded. And Joey's like, hey, you ready to record? I'm like, all right, let's record now. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's overall it's just more it's a uh, it's a lot less stressful because uh, one I just had to mentally, you know, like when you, um, especially because I, I already talked about it in a previous episode, I deal with anxiety, uh, severe anxiety. So then it's like you overthink it. It's like oh, well, this has to be right and that has to be right. So I just I simplified the editing. I had to kind of just step away from it and I, I just kind of pre-cut a couple things so. When it comes to the intro music and all that stuff, I just I organized, which everyone should be organized, period. But me, I always wanted to do it a little bit different every episode. So I was searching for new music and I was trying to cut this a little different. But so it's a lot more simplified now. And so that makes it just a much more enjoyable experience overall. So that's a major part of it. Yeah. And I think people are enjoying us back recording again so cool cool that's always great to hear and uh so this one is gonna have to go up i'm gonna have to edit this asap yeah and i gotta get ready to go record something else now what are you recording today still working on the halloween special halloween special with what on what you know how i do it every year where i like you know People will tell story, come on the podcast and tell little short stories about their experiences with Halloween. They tell a paranormal story, and we stitch them together. In the middle, we have another story being told by just you know, like how, that's how we do do it every year. Okay, so this is just what I was saying was, is this just a, a Delvin Cox experience? Because you know, you got like a bunch of yeah, podcasts. It, it's it's part of Delvin Cox experience, but it's a Halloween special. Okay, it's gonna come out. You. It's going to come out on, well, shoot, not on Halloween, I will say this, because what's the last Thursday of the month? I try to usually put it on Halloween, but it doesn't make physically sense to put it out on Halloween, like on a Saturday podcast. So it'll probably come out on Thursday, the 29th. Uh Okay, man, that sounds good. Well, everybody that's (laughs) listening, make sure you go check out that episode of the Delvin Cox Experience when it comes out. And uh, of course, I hope everybody will be listening to this. Uh, but if you, well, if you're if you're not listening to this, you wouldn't hear this anyway. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, so I guess we're gonna close it off, right? Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Of course, you can you can find me on Twitter if you're not following me already at Skyward King Delvin. Where can they find you? What can they listen? You can find me. On Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. Check out the Devil Cox Experience anywhere you get podcasts. And check out PSXP. People like that show. My PlayStation podcast I do every week. People like it a lot. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace.